This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Bunny Michael. Welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. I'm feeling so blessed to be here with you. I'm really excited for this episode today. The questions were really juicy. Thank you so much for sending your questions in. I try my best to get to every one of them. So be patient with me when you send it in, okay? I'm a little tired today because last night I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and when I got back to bed, I couldn't fall asleep. I'm sure this happens to a lot of you out there. But while I was laying there, I was thinking about, you know, the work I needed to do today, what happened yesterday. Then I started thinking about things that happened like years ago. Of course, I started thinking about all the stuff, like all the memories where I was like really embarrassed or... (laughs) really ashamed or anxious. And I was like, geez, like mind, please stop with these thoughts. Like I just had this moment where I just saw that I was going through all of these different pointless thoughts and digging up all of these memories that only made me feel bad and keep me from sleeping. And I finally, after I kind of started to notice my thoughts rather than just following each one wherever it went. I finally had a little bit of distance from them that I was able to sort of direct them to counting sheep and then I was able to fall asleep um, after that. But it also made me think this morning when I woke up about how when something like this happens and you're laying in bed with your eyes closed, it's easy to, well, it's easier to observe your thoughts because you're not doing anything else But thinking, you're just laying there with your eyes closed and you're thinking. But during the day, it's it's a lot harder to hone in on that witness part of you that is the awareness of your thoughts. Most of the day, we just let our thoughts go in and out and totally identify with them rather than seeing them like at a distance because we are busy. We're doing things. We're observing things. Lots are going on at once. So it's it's a lot harder to sort of have that separation between what our mind is thinking and the awareness of what our mind is thinking. But if we practice, it actually gets easier to build that awareness and be able to get there quicker. And then we move to like a phase two where we start to observe our thoughts more, but then we judge ourselves for having those thoughts, right? So like when I was laying there in bed last night, I kind of 
started to notice that I was like focusing on all these negative thoughts. And then I was laying there being like, gosh, what's wrong with you? Why are you always thinking of negative thoughts? Like there's something like seriously up with like you always self-punishing yourself. And then that thought, that judgment just became another negative thought, right? So the phase two of our awareness a lot of times is that we start judging ourselves. Like when we build more self-awareness and we start to notice our patterns and we start to know, like notice things that weren't conscious before, we kind of go through a phase where we're like freaked out and we start to think maybe there's something wrong with us or gosh, I have so much to heal. And then we go into this judging phase, right? But higher self is more like at a phase three. Higher self is the compassionate, loving awareness that witnesses the thoughts, but doesn't judge them. Just notices them with a kind of detachment, a kind detachment, and lets them pass. Like the cars that keep driving by my window right now, you know, they're just coming into my awareness, into the vision of the window, and then leaving. Higher self is the space it's all happening in. And that space is our true home. It's where our spirit dwells and it's safe there and warm and loving. But because we're also human, we have to practice going home, right? We have to practice connecting to our eternal selves, our eternal spirit, the part of us that is the witness to this material world, including our mind, including our bodies. Our spirit is the awareness of all of the forms of our materiality and our thoughts. So this week, I want you to practice connecting to that loving awareness, to your higher self, not the awareness that just judges where you are struggling, right? Not the awareness that is just like working on your problems and trying to like figure them out, but the higher self-consciousness that fully accepts you for who you are now and knows you are whole, no matter what you tell yourself, no matter the things that you've been through in your past, no matter the problems that you have in your life, no matter where you're still struggling. Your higher self is part of you that knows you are whole because you are beyond just your experiences. You're beyond just your thoughts. So that's what I was thinking, (laughs) thinking that we as a group should practice this week together. Um, I think that we all have different ways of connecting to our higher self, but sometimes it's really, really good to sort of make it a goal. Okay, every day for the next six days before I listen to the next episode of Exo Higher Self, I'm going to dedicate five to 10 minutes to close my eyes and take a deep breath and try to just feel my spirit and feel the love within me and feel that inner peace. The part of me that knows that I'm whole just how I am. The part of me that is self-compassionate. The part of me that doesn't judge me. The part of me that knows that I'm okay and there's nothing wrong with me. So let's do that as a group together this week. Every single day for the next six days, we'll do that for five to 10 minutes. And um, yeah, I'll do that with you too. Okay, so I thought it might be cool to do a little assignment this week. Oh, and one more thing before we get to the questions. 
Remember to subscribe to our Patreon to hear the bonus episodes that we're releasing every other week, every other Friday. You can subscribe to our Patreon and get all of those bonus episodes um, for as little as a dollar a month. And that's at patreon.com backslash exohigherself. I also put out monthly video episodes on there for $5 a month where I talk about different experiences that have taught me about my higher self. And this week, I did a video episode about the struggles of social media and how to use our higher selves to rise above the constant pursuit of likes, which we all kind of struggle with, including me. So be sure to check that out too. All right, enough jibber jabber. Let's get started with the questions. This question is from an email. Hey, Bunny. As I'm in a quite emotional, messy situation, I thought there wouldn't be any better moment to ask you a question than now. So I'm in a relationship, which I'm super happy with, as he is addressing all my wants and needs, and the first time in my life, I have a feeling of someone on the same emotional level as I am. He is so aware of his higher self that sometimes it's a bit spooky. When we started dating, we agreed on aiming for an open relationship. I ended my last relationship because my ex-partner wasn't able to share me without a lot of jealousy and unhealthy behavior, so it's a really important topic for me. I'm surrounded by people who all live non-monogamous relationships and kind of grew up like this, so I know all arguments about jealousy. I experienced jealousy, but also were able to deal with those feelings and enjoy sharing my partners. I also talked a lot about this topic and was really convinced that this is my way of living a relationship. But in this present beautiful relationship, when a friend of mine was interested in my partner and they wanted to start dating, I just got a mental breakdown. Right now, I'm so insecure and it feels like every other person needs to be a better partner as I am. After talking with my partner about this a lot, we think the main issue is in my self-love and self-confidence. I just don't understand how this gorgeous person could love me. In my head, it seems like he is a god and I'm just a little sheep. But I know that a monogamous relationship wouldn't make me happy, neither him. So I really tried to work on this. But as I'm so insecure, I'm struggling with a lot of mental breakdowns. And every time I'm having them and asking for more time or more restrictions for the relationship, i.e. we decided to wait with interacting sexually with other people, I get more ashamed about how I'm feeling right now and how my partner needs to suffer because of my feelings. And then I feel even less as a good partner for him. So I wanted to ask you if you maybe have an idea about how to deal with the situation and how to find some new love for yourself and don't get ashamed by setting boundaries which are totally against your inner rational view of yourself. Thank you for all your work Every time I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just start to listen to EXO Higher Self to calm down the inner storm. It's okay that you're struggling with these feelings. Even in non-monogamous relationships, there are different structures and boundaries that work for people. You can be non-monogamous and also have a boundary when it comes to your partner hooking up with your friend. I'm sensing that some of the insecure feelings also stem from your fear of losing your friend as a confidant, separate from your relationship with your partner. So in a way, you're being asked to adjust to changes in two of your relationships at one time, and that's not an easy thing to do. Having jealous feelings does not mean you don't love yourself 
And not having jealous feelings doesn't mean that you love yourself more. Polyamory can be a spiritual practice of non-attachment, but attachment comes in many forms and sometimes people in poly situations can become attached to the need to have more partners in order to feel whole. It's just like another need for more. Similar to, you know, needing more validation, needing more money, needing more material possessions. You know, our ego can play a role in all different aspects of life. The lovers become the only path to what they think their spiritual identity is or how they can connect to love and wholeness. And that can lead to a lot of misjudgments about what non-attachment is really about. Because on one level, you may feel a sense of attachment for him by not wanting him to be with your friend, but he could also be feeling a sense of attachment to thinking he needs to act on this attraction of your friend. There are many other people in the world to be intimate with that you don't already have an intimate relationship with and a close friendship with. I know so many people who are poly and have boundaries set up with who is okay to hook up with and who isn't, when it's okay to hook up with people and when it's not, where it's okay to hook up with them and where it's not. And remember, just because you're in a polyamorous relationship doesn't mean that instantly everyone is fair game. It's a myth that because you're poly, you are somehow more spiritually advanced. I'm concerned about you putting your partner on a pedestal this way. Everyone has insecurities because that's part of being human. His might not be around romantic partners, but he has his own karma and healing to contend with two. You are not, quote, making him suffer for having feelings. The whole point of this path of awakening and enlightenment is to find love and compassion within ourselves and share that with the world. So a good partnership is people who support each other in that process. I mean, that's what love is all about, being there for each other. No matter what type of relationship, boundaries are needed, whether that's how you speak to each other, how you share your living space, how you share money, what boundaries you have with each other's family. I mean, boundaries are sometimes unspoken, but sometimes boundaries need to be discussed and processed through. At this moment, the idea of the two of them being together doesn't feel emotionally safe for you, and that's okay. It could change in the future, or it could not. But that doesn't mean that you, A, want to be monogamous, or B, you are less in touch with your higher self than he is. Your higher self wants you to be patient with your process and respect any boundaries you need to feel safe. Your higher self is not judging you. Plus, there's no rush for them to be together right away, is there? Take this time to get quiet with your higher self and really connect to the love that is eternal in you. You do love yourself. You are love. Nothing can take that away. But self-love doesn't always say yes to everything. Love can say no. In fact, love says no a lot because love wants the optimal environment for it to thrive, and that's different for different people. 
Your higher self knows what that looks like for you. It's the environment where you can focus on your own healing. Whatever choices you make, your own healing should be a priority. Maybe it looks like reestablishing boundaries that work for you, or maybe it looks like taking a step towards that which scares you. But whatever you choose to do, do it from the knowledge that whatever happens, you are divine, whole, and beautiful just how you are. You are a compassionate, caring, open-hearted, empathetic friend and partner, and it's truly a gift to be in relationship with you. This next question is from an email. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma, and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Thanks so much for taking my question. I appreciate all that you do, and your podcast has tremendously helped me get through days that seem too difficult to handle. You are so loved. This is such a sensitive topic to talk about, but my boyfriend has made comments about me gaining weight for over two years now. I gained 15 to 20 pounds due to birth control, and he keeps referring to how I looked when we first met and how I look now. I have since gotten off birth control and I'm going to the gym now, but I fear that a part of me is working out for him and not myself. He said because of my weight gain, I appear less feminine, which sounds ridiculous and is of course not true, but it doesn't stop it from hurting any less. He also said that if I didn't agree with him, I wouldn't be hurt by his comments and that it's a sign of immaturity. We recently moved in together and And had I known this would be happening yet again, I wouldn't have gone along with moving in with him. I know I will get out of this situation soon enough, but truthfully, I'm hurting a lot right now. Do you have any words of advice for me? Thank you again. Much love. Sweetheart, it's not okay for him to be talking to you like that. And I'm so sorry that you've had to experience that. Besides the fact that it hurts you, which should be enough of a reason for him to stop, it's toxic masculinity and if it continues to be allowed then it won't stop with this issue it will show its toxic face in other aspects of the relationship because he is unaware of his own mental conditioning from his perspective he feels entitled to ownership over your body and can therefore criticize it how he sees fit but this is an illusion It's not your immaturity, it's his. The only thing that he should be inquiring about is how you're feeling because that is what really matters. The point of exercise is not to lose weight, although the fat phobia of the world has taught us otherwise. The point of exercise is to build mind-body connections so you can be more in tune with your wholeness just how you are. So exercising in order to get validation from other people is literally doing the opposite of its purpose. 
because it's just enforcing you needing outside validation in order to accept yourself. So your instinct about not doing it for yourself is your higher self telling you, hey, this is not okay. Something is really wrong here. I'm sorry that he is unable to see past his sexism. It probably has a lot to do with how he was raised and basically how the world treats women. It has nothing to do with you or how you look. Trust me, even if you lost the weight he claims you need to lose, which you don't, he would find another way of asserting too much control and hurting your feelings from his lack of understanding and his toxic masculinity. His need for healing would show its face in other ways. So moving forward, if you have been unable to get through to him and you still want the relationship to work, I'd recommend couples counseling so you can have some support in communicating your needs. I'm not sure if he'd be willing to go, but something needs to change and you can't wait for him to spontaneously have an awakening in order for you to have a partner that treats you with respect across the board. Look, we all have places we still need to grow. We are all conditioned by racism, sexism, fat phobia, et cetera, et cetera. And some of us are more awakened about some things and less about others. But you have to take care of yourself and prevent any trauma that you will have to heal from later. This is not your issue. This is his and it's his responsibility to show up to it and make the necessary changes. Otherwise, the relationship is not sustainable for your emotional and spiritual health. Hi, Bunny. I want to say thank you first uh, for everything that you're doing. Um, it's incredible to listen to this podcast. I'm learning so much and have so many aha moments, so thank you. Um, I have a question regarding a friendship that I'm in. The two of us have been friends for a long time and have been pretty similar. Our, our friendship started when we were both teenagers and was really centered around uh, just our self-discovery journeys and what that meant at that time. We spent some years apart while we were going our separate ways. Um, she happened to be in a long-term relationship and I was just going down a different path, so we separated. Now in our mid-twenties, we have become friends again. And initially, I saw this as such an amazing gift. I felt so happy to have a close friend like that again because I, I'll admit I have um, been separated from my higher self for a long time, and that caused a lot of loneliness, and it just felt really nice to have someone in my life like that again. However, now as our friendship progresses in our adult lives, uh, I'm learning that we have extremely different political views. Uh, especially surrounding this pandemic and uh, what it means to live a life of, um, you know, what I would consider boosting up our populations that are discriminated against and how important that is. And uh, I don't know, I just thought that we were really similar and she doesn't seem to care about those things anymore and seems to be um, ex exuding or uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, demonstrating ideals that would align with alt-right. So I'm just really struggling because there are moments that we have together that are so incredible and I feel so uplifted and like I'm having a great time, but there are other times when I just feel like I've 
let myself be, become friends with someone who I'm very misaligned with and really don't have any things in common with and maybe my loneliness is causing me to want to be her friend. But then again, she's been extremely helpful to me and there for me a lot. So I'm really struggling. This is a long-winded way of asking the question. So I hope it made sense, but I really love her and I want her to do well, but I'm just finding that our time spent together is more harmful than it is good. So any advice you have would be so helpful. Thank you so much. And yeah, I really appreciate this podcast. I listen to it all the time and it's, really helpful. So best of luck to you. And I hope you're doing well. Have a lovely evening. Bye-bye. Well, you said it. Spending time with her is more harmful than it is helpful. And you have to trust what your heart is telling you. It doesn't mean you have to stop loving her because her biases and racism is not her true self. It's the mental conditioning of her environment. Her true self is her higher self that knows we are all one, that we all need healing, that everyone deserves to be heard and cared for and loved. But the layers of fear and judgment and hate that these ideals are based on speak so loud in these people's minds, they simply cannot remember who they really are and their true nature. And so they forget their higher selves, their true power, and their sense of power becomes totally based on social and cultural privilege. They become so attached to their privilege, they hang onto it like a lifeboat, terrified at the people who they are told will take it away. It's like tunnel vision and their love becomes so conditional that they only have respect and empathy for people who they aren't afraid of. Racism can only thrive when you dehumanize other people. When you dehumanize someone, you can justify abuse, mistreatment, even murder, because you don't see yourself in them. You see them as a threat. It's really a sad thing that your friend is caught up in this. Imagine being that trapped in your fear. It would totally suck, right? But you can have a sense of compassion for her without enabling her behavior because the more time you hang out with her and don't say anything when she puts out harmful ideas in the world, it will actually leave you wounded spiritually. Love will get you through this because love is the vision to see what's real. In truth, she's living in illusion. You can either decide to help her wake up from it to the best of your ability Or you can continue to pretend everything is okay and become part of the illusion. But I don't want you to feel guilty ever for standing up for love and for standing up for what's right in your heart. That's actually your true purpose. That's actually all of our purpose to stand up for love. That's what we're here for, the awakening of love on the planet. And we do that in our own ways. And sometimes we get into experiences that show us our strength and why we are there and why we have certain relationships to be the healer of those situations. But you have to listen to your higher self as to where you think you need that line to be, what you feel called to say or called to walk away from. But let me tell you, staying in alignment with your higher self and doing what's right in your heart, that's the most loving thing that you can do for her. Hi, Bunny. I just want to start off by saying um, thank you for what you do. It's been really helpful and um, healing to me to know that I have a community of people out there who are 
working on this uh, on themselves in the same way that uh, I am can be pretty isolating sometimes when you feel like you don't have that and it's been really helpful and nice for nice for me to know that that's out there I guess I'm calling today or I'm sending you a message today to ask about um obviously about a situation in my life and um so I'm kind of nervous about it because it's not like doesn't affect society as a whole or anything like that it's it's not like it's not like I don't know I guess it just feels minor but at the same time feel feels pretty major to me in my day-to-day um anyways so I have a job where I work for the government in um like a call center basically working from home right now obviously but um I work on the phone all day and I talk about taxes so like complex tax issues I kind of fell into the job like four years ago I guess um and you know it pays well and it's like doable I guess it's something that falls within the realm of what I'm able to do so it feels like I should be grateful for it and I am I really am to an extent um I have been struggling and have struggled from the start really with feeling like I'm not in the right place. I understand that my work is not who I am and I do definitely try to find fulfillment and like spiritual connection um, and authenticity outside of my work. And I try to bring my loving and um, authentic self into my work and to like not neglect that part of myself and to allow her to shine through um, while I'm at work as well. But that is very difficult and... I guess I I shouldn't say it's difficult, but it is definitely draining to, at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, I just definitely feel very drained from, you know, having these very surface conversations about very man-made things and um, just feeling like my soul is needing more than that in my day-to-day. Again, I know that... um, my job is not me, but I'm just kind of really struggling between like that thought and the thought of finding something to fill my days with that makes me money that also feels more aligned with um, my values and what I want to spend my time doing while I'm on earth. Um, anyways, I know that this kind of touches some other questions that have been asked in the past, but um, I do feel like it's a little bit different also. So I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you for your um, insight and your vulnerability. Thanks. Bye. There's no reason why you shouldn't try to explore other jobs or creative projects or entrepreneurial 
pursuits. You're an intelligent, compassionate, purposeful person who wants to keep growing, and that's wonderful. Embrace it. You know, before I started writing the memes, I was kind of in a place where I didn't know what I was going to do for a career, like how I was going to sustain myself or what path I needed to take. And I remember after a deep meditation where I was really feeling the love of my higher self, I took out a piece of paper and I just channeled this and I wrote this down. And the piece of paper is still tacked on my wall above my desk right now. I'm looking at it right now. And the piece of paper says, what do people need now? Number one, freedom to be themselves, a safe space. Number two, inspired to contribute to humanity. Number three, a unique voice and self-expression. Number four, to feel loved, respected, and appreciated. Number five, to heal from past trauma. And then I wrote, how can I help? And this was something that I wrote in 2016 when I first started to write the memes. And from that day, I decided, oh, I'm not going to put out anything on my Instagram unless it fits into one of these categories. That was just my personal list, but yours can look any way that feels true to you. It's funny you mentioned you worked around taxes because me figuring out my taxes took me a long time and I'm still learning a lot about taxes and I keep thinking to myself, why didn't they teach us this in school? Financial health is so important. There are so many people who just lack the knowledge of how to protect their assets or how to qualify for certain benefits. I mean, it was hard enough to apply for unemployment for so many people during the pandemic. I mean, it was just, you know, so confusing. It's almost like the system wants to keep people financially ignorant so they don't really understand how things work and can't demand better, right? Anyway, not to go on a tangent, but I think it's a great time for you to write your own list. Just open your mind and open your heart and write down all the things that you're interested in, things that you're curious about. What's your dream job? Do you enjoy working with people? Would you want to start your own business? What are the issues you're passionate about? Just think about What is a need that some people have and how your talent and your gifts could possibly fulfill that need? The key to starting to do something new is just taking it one step at a time. Write it down, journal about it, Google about it, meditate on it, talk to friends and family. Remember, before you had the tax job, there was a time you didn't know shit about taxes, right? I mean, you learned, you grew. There's no reason why you should limit your growth and the gifts you can share with the world. With the power of your higher self, there is endless possibility. Just keep your heart open and be patient and self-compassionate on your journey. It's fun. It's awesome. It's inspiring. It's scary, but it's cool. And we're all doing it together. We're all finding our own paths. We're all finding the best ways that we can fulfill our purpose. And that is just to awakening more love within ourselves and in the world. And we all have a different way of doing that. It's just up to you to take the step forward. But I'm really, really excited for your new pursuits. That closes out this week's episode. Remember, we're going to do our higher self connection every day for the next six days till next week. 
that looks like just sitting down for five minutes in the morning or five to 10 minutes, setting your timer, closing your eyes, and just feeling how amazingly beautiful you are inside, how divine you are inside, how you are connected to every living thing on the universe and within you is just divine creative energy waiting to be expressed through the form of your own experience. And you are just here to channel that love and it's just amazing and you are amazing and it's truly a gift to be here, to get to live this life every single day and be you and spread your light everywhere you go. It's just, it's actually just so beautiful. So taking five minutes a day to remind yourself of that and to really feel that, to really feel your power is really going to help you. It's going to help you be more appreciative. It's going to help you see love more throughout your day. It's going to help you be kinder to yourself because you're going to remember who you really are and you're not going to get caught up in the thoughts that bring you down. All right? Great. Remember to sign up for the patreon.com backslash self. Much love to you. Have a beautiful week. I love you so much and so does your higher self. See you later. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 